0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rooted Podcast. My name is Rob Harmler. I'm the host of this podcast we try to do weekly. And the reason we do this podcast is because we believe if if we look at life through Scripture, if we are rooted in Scripture in and out of season, uh, then we will be able to live a life that is according to Jesus. So we are in the Christmas season, like it's full-fledged Christmas season if you look all around There are trees lit everywhere. There are lights on houses. If you go to the mall or if you live by a mall, there's lights everywhere. There's probably a Santa Claus in your mall that you can get your kid's photo with. Um, A bunch of people are doing Christmas photos, posting them all over the place. Churches are starting to share their Christmas plans on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which is on a Sunday. So we are Real close um, to the celebration of Jesus' birth, which is my favorite time of the year. This is, this is my absolute favorite time of the year. I love spending time with family. I love spending time with friends. I love talking about the birth of Jesus. I, I love the Christmas music that we get to play at church. I love uh, Christmas music that you hear on the radio. I, I love the lights. There's a person that that lives two doors down from me that puts on a light show during the entire christmas season he starts decorating and and setting up like in the summer and he just slowly works at it and he's been doing that light show for every day for a couple weeks now and he has a food truck every like it is full fledged christmas season so this week we're going to talk about the third week of advent uh, next week being the last week which uh, will lead up to christmas eve and and Christmas Day, which is on a Sunday. So, we, you know, we talked the last two weeks about, about peace uh, and hope, hope being the first one, peace being last week. And this week, we are going to talk about joy. Joy is something that is very native to Christian talk. Now, the, the regular world has happiness and fulfillment and 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 words like that but joy is something that is a biblical term that comes out of being aligned with God and I really want to talk about this today because in this third week of advent as we get closer to the birth of Jesus you know we we have hope in Jesus we have the, we have the birth and what in the and the hope that that brings. And then we have peace where it says that, that um, peace will be amongst this earth because of the birth of Jesus. That's what the angels talk about. And now we are at the joy of, of the Advent season. And this is something that a lot of people will experience in a different way. And it's kind of like this fulfillment this finally finally happening feeling that people go through, or we're supposed to go through and experience and transform our minds around during the season. Like it's really important that joy is part of what we're doing. Now we've talked before that that during this Advent season of of hope, peace, joy, and love, love being next week people really struggle to get into the Christmas season because it's just like they just, it's, it's normal. They, they might have time to throw up their Christmas tree and, but it's just basically like trying to figure out plans, trying to buy Christmas presents, trying to make sure uh, that you get together with family. At some point businesses are winding down at the end of the year. There's a lot of paperwork and a lot of meetings, a lot of end of the year reviews, and it's just absolute chaos. So they created this Advent season to make sure that we just stop, for a little while. And we, we we try to center our lives around these few topics that should naturally flow out of us when we think about the birth of Jesus. And joy is the third one. So this is this is how we come about that. So you just to paint the picture, the, the birth of Jesus was something that had never happened before on this earth or anything like it. This is where the, the infinite, the, the heavens, God, where God is, where God reigns, if, if there is a place that is not of this world, something that is not bound by time, space, matter, anything, the, the, the infinite um, comes into something that is finite. So it comes into a, a timeline that we live in on this earth where everything is tangible, everything is finite. And these two worlds, if you if we're going to use this terminology, worlds collide in some sort of way with the birth of Jesus. And there's two reactions to this birth of Jesus that we see in the story. We have one side that is that is looking for this savior, that is looking for the the otherness or the the infinite to come into this world and rule on this world in some sort of way like there's a presence of the other on this earth this world guiding us towards the otherness or the infinite or the heaven and they they they're excited for this and they're looking forward to this and then the other reaction is a bunch of people that look at the infinite coming onto this world, or the following of the infinite, as a potential taking away of, of what they personally own. So they 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 look at it as God is is gonna remove me from the things that I love. God is going to remove me from the things that i control like all of my comforts are going to go away and they look at it through the lens of i'm not going to get what i want anymore and then the other side is looking at it as look at the future and look at the the hope love peace joy that is going to come from from the savior from from god coming on this earth and we have these two different these two different reactions from it, but us as, as Christians, we are the ones that have been looking for a savior, right? Like the reason that we have so much joy in this fulfillment of the, the birth of Jesus is because we know that this is the start of the end of the world as we know it, right? Like, like we, we, we are continuing to live our lives. We are continuing on in our lives. And then the birth of Jesus reminds us and centers us around the fact that we need a savior, that we have the ability to go to heaven, that we have the ability to now have a relationship with our creator and that we get to receive grace at the death, burial and resurrection of him. So this is like the start of that entire, of that entire ministry, that entire life that we know the end and therefore it brings us joy. But the other side, the other side that struggles with this kind of probably feels like this is like they work at a company and they're moving up in the ranks. They become like a manager or a district manager, or they become some sort of C-Corp officer in some sort of way. And they have this boss that that they, that they like because they give their employees a lot of fulfillment and they, they like it. They like the direction they're going. And then the owner's son shows up and then the owner's son shows up. And there's two different people react in two different ways. One's like, Oh great. The owner's son's coming in and he's going to be just like the owner that treated us so well. And I cannot wait for this family to continue on the loving and respect and the culture that is this company. And then you have the other side who is like, oh no, the owner's son's coming in. He's just going to be given everything that he wants. He gets to make all the decisions and everything we've been working towards our entire life is just going to be completely over. I'm not going to have any control anymore. And we have these two different, two different, absolutely opposite reactions to the birth of Jesus Christ. But as Christians, as Christians, I say we might struggle with this a little bit. Like there's times where, you know, we're, we, we do acknowledge and we do relate to the fact that we are looking for a Savior. But there is a side of us, right, where we are supposed to, you know, die to ourself. We're supposed to give up everything. That now it's God's will be done, not our will be done. Like we're supposed to pray to God and say, "God, remove myself from what's supposed to happen and, and the things that you want, your will, your desires. May those come true on this earth and not mine." We we struggle with that a little bit, right? And 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 the birth of Jesus, whether we realize it or not, is is a beginning reminder of the fact that we are going to come to a point where we celebrate Easter. Where Jesus dies and he
1: says, look, you're supposed to follow. And that's really hard. That's really hard.
0: But in this story, we we have these people who are receiving joy for the first time. Like a, a joy they've never experienced before. Like you have the ones that have been longing for a savior. Like they... They might not have been Jewish. Maybe they're connected to Jewish people in some sort of way. Maybe they're part of a tribe that hasn't been doing really well, but they've been studying the Scripture for a really long time, and they're like, I pray for a Savior that can give us peace, that's going to bring our people back together, that there's been so much turmoil, and there's been so much war, and there's been so much death, and there's been slavery, and there's been all sorts of things in the Old Testament so far, and they've just been longing for a Savior and praying for this. And then they hear that the Savior is here. It's like this long-awaiting thing that for generations they've been talking about. For thousands of years they've been talking about. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's here. And the majority of people just have this, this relief about it. That finally, finally God is going to remove us from this situation. God is going to give us somebody or give give me something that I can just grab onto to move forward in my life. That the things of this world, I don't have to worry about anymore because he has it. And there's just like this relief joy about it. You have the Jewish person who has just been praying for a Messiah forever. They've been going through the sacrifices. They went through the teaching and they just go out of their way. to 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 make sure they are always at right standing with God, and it's exhausting, and it's beating beating them down. They're just trying to be faithful and obedient, along with having their job and raising their family. And then they hear the Messiah that is coming, and there's just this relief, joy about it. And then you have the oppressed, the people who've been in slavery, the people who the Jewish people and the people who follow God who have just not been at the richest point in their life that they feel like they keep coming short the people who have been sick and they feel like they're passing down sickness for generations you have the the women who have been oppressed for so long who have been waiting for the savior to get them out of this 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 current lifestyle cycle of being oppressed you have the kids who are viewed almost as nothing and now they have the opportunity to be something. You have all these people who have just been pushed down for generations, and then there's this relief of maybe in my lifetime, maybe, maybe I could be complete.
1: So you have this, this story with in Luke where the birth of Jesus
0: happens, and you know Mary Mary and Joseph have been going through the works at this point. Like Joseph is is super struggling. Like he's been he's been promised to marry this lady who's a teenager, she's just coming of age to be able to have kids and uh, she's it's time for her to get married and they've been looking forward to this and then she comes to him and says, "Look, I'm pregnant." And now he he doesn't know what he's thinking. He's He could be like, is it somebody else's? She's claiming it's from God. And it, there's this really big internal struggle coming on with that. He's thinking about, you know, maybe I should just, you know, they say divorce, but maybe I should just leave her quietly so that she has some dig- dignity left and I have my dignity left and I'm not talked about behind my back. And then there's this massive census that comes about. And not only does he have this like eight-month pregnant lady who – He wants to marry, and it's just this weird, awkward, probably moment between them. He now has to travel with this eight-month lady to his town of Bethlehem because he is a descendant of David to do this census. And then it all stops because it's time for her to have the kid. And there's this moment where they're in the midst
1: of chaos of his life. A baby is born.
0: And if anybody listening to this podcast has had a kid, like when you have a kid, you don't, you're do not you not thinking about finances. You're not thinking about your house. You're not thinking about your car. You're not thinking about your job. You're not thinking about your friends. Right? It's just you and this baby. And, and sometimes it lasts for just a few minutes. Sometimes it lasts the whole time you're in the hospital. And it's just like you, you're not thinking about anything else. You're just thinking about, man, there's this new life here. But this one's a little different because something happened after this baby was born. You know, David and, and not David, uh, Joseph and Mary are having this moment with, with Jesus. But then there's this group of shepherds that come over. And they just experience the, the angels coming to him and saying, look, there's going to be this baby. There's going to be this Messiah. I come to bring you good news. And great joy is about to happen to all the people. In a town of David, a Savior is being born to you. He is the Messiah. And this will be a sign to you. We'll find a baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger. And these the shepherds are experienced this, and they've been studying and, and reading and trying to follow the scriptures, and they've been looking for this Messiah. And this is like a hot topic amongst people like when they get together they're like man can you wait till the messiah comes can you wait till the savior comes can you wait till look this is what the savior is going to be like and they they like they visualize this and they dream about this and then something comes and tells them he's here and this is really cool cuz the the angels all of a sudden come around him it so says suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts with the angel Say this, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. And they, they run to see this baby. And now Mary and Joseph are experiencing something they never thought they would experience. Because, because Joseph in this moment is probably str- is, is no longer struggling because he has this new baby that he's holding. But now people are coming and saying, we heard that the Savior is here. And then now you have this group of people who are starting to realize and probably starting to have a lot of joy because it actually is happening. Like the thing they've been talking about forever is happening.
1: They cannot wait for it to happen.
0: And not only that, they're in the midst of the story. They're in the center of this story. It's not like they're hearing this second or third hand. Like they They are right in the midst of Jesus being born. And that probably was the most joyful moment of their lives. This is what the Psalms say about this. It says, shout to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Here, here's how the psalm ends. Enter his gates with thank, thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And for the first time, these people probably would have read these psalms over and over again. And then for the first time, you see all of that, the thing they've been reading about forever, how God's going to be faithful. We're supposed to come before him with, with joyful noise. We're supposed to know that the Lord is God. And then it comes to fruition in this moment when Jesus is born. And there's this, this, there's this relief, there's this fulfillment There's all of this knowledge that we've been told our entire life now comes together and is complete. And that's, that is the joy we're supposed to have. Now moving forward, you know, we're no longer in biblical times. Jesus has come. He has, he has died and he promises to return. But, but through that, he promises us grace and uh, the bringing of the Holy spirit, which kind of, Guides us and gives us what we need on this earth in a way. We're supposed to have joy at all times. And I know that because it is one of the fruit, it's part of the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And that joy part is something that we mix up a lot. Like we think it's happiness. When happiness is a reaction to what's going on in our life, and joy is this underlining knowing of fulfillment and relief that God is going to fulfill what he says. And every time we, we get like a, a pinch or an experience of, or let me say a reminder of that fulfillment and of coming together, it could be, listening to a song, it could be being with your family, it could be surrounded with your brothers and sisters in Christ at church, it could be opening up gifts, uh, reading the scriptures, and it's just this reminder of this fulfillment of, of peace, joy, and love all coming together, and hope coming together. And it, and it just, this relief comes about us because we know the ending, we know that at the end of our life, we have received grace. We have had that relationship with our creator. We don't have to worry about the things of this world. We have to worry about the standards of this world because we're no longer going to be judged by the standards of this world. Or no, we, don't, we don't have to think that way anymore because we have the blood of Jesus with us which has
1: covered all of our sins. And during this week, we just
0: need to stop and remember that. That, man, this fulfillment joy, we, we, we really need to stop and remember that. You Remember, we had the hope before. Like we hoped for the coming of Jesus. And it's like we, we, we heard about it and, and you kind of get like this, this glimpse of hope. Like, ooh, maybe this could be the time like Mary and Joseph and uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth hearing like it's coming. There's a preparation happening and, and it's not finite yet. Like you, you haven't held the baby in your hand. You haven't, you haven't witnessed the birth of Jesus. You haven't witnessed the birth of John, but you just heard about it and things start to move in emotion. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope involved. And then you, you have the people come together And it's like, oh, you've experienced this and you experienced this. And there's this overwhelming peace about it because you're no longer doing it alone. And then you have this joy about it
1: because right when the birth happens,
0: it's like all of it, all of it just comes together and it just, the weight comes off your shoulders. You no longer have to carry it anymore. You no longer have to go through it alone. And all the studying that you've done is this come together in this moment of this is what it's all about. So as you go throughout your week, before you, before you hit Sunday, make sure you stop for a moment as long as you can, maybe every day. Maybe in your studies when you're, when you're working out or when you're eating or with your family or conversations, just stop for a little bit. Stop the madness of our, of our schedules and focus on the joy that comes because of Jesus. And let that fill you for a little while. Let that give you the energy you need during this season. Maybe this is a time that you need to be fulfilled or f- be filled with this so that you can share this with somebody else. Like, us having joy in our life as Christians is something that other people don't get to experience if they're not with Christ. Like, this is something that comes from God and things coming together from God. This is something that we have that others don't. And we need to share that with other people. We need to share this good news with other people and the joy that it can give in our life. So they can remove the weights, man. Like watching people, they look like they have cinder blocks on their head and their shoulders every single day. They're just bogged down by this world. And it would be awesome just to watch this weight just fall off their shoulders like, like flakes or anything like that, like scales off, of, off your body or taking off arm, this super heavy armor for the first time in your life and you feel like you're half the weight and you can do backflips. Let's give that to other people in this season. But we can't give it away if we don't ever, we don't ever internalize it and experience it for ourselves. We're just going to try to explain something that we don't understand, which people see right through that. But if they see that it's like, man, this has really changed me, there is an opportunity there to be a minister. So I'm going to pray for our week. I'm going to pray for our coming Sundays. I'm going to pray for our ministers and our gatherings that we have a good Sunday, that we have a good week, and we're filled with the joy that comes with the birth of Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for another opportunity just to open up your scripture, open up your teachings, open up the Psalms, and just learn from the people of that time and the joy that they would have received and experienced at the birth of Jesus Christ. God, we see so much hope, and we see so much peace in the Bible when, when things come together, but there is no joy that we see than the birth of Jesus Christ at the beginning of the Gospels. God, to pray that we remember that during this week, that we internalize it this week, and we, we move forward all the way to Sunday so that we compare prepare for the next week, which is love, the true meaning of love, which we see in the Scriptures. God, if there's anybody searching for a Savior, I pray they find somebody or they communicate with somebody or they open up their scriptures in a way that they can see you. God, please be with us and I ask this all in your son's name. Amen. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Rooted Podcast. We try to do this every single week. And if you would, you can go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on any platform that you on, And it will naturally come Uh, to your phone or your email or device that you are listening to this on. If you're listening to Apple Music, you can add this and it will automatically download to your phone every single week. If you're on YouTube, you can click the subscribe button and it will come to your subscriber folder uh, every single time that we post one of these. If you have any questions, you can send me a message, you can leave a comment, and I'll try to get back to you as fast as I can uh, so we can continue this dialogue about being rooted in Scripture. You guys have a great week and I'll see you next Wednesday.